Hey guys, this is Bullerina730, and today I'm going to talk about Amazon, people and their opinions, privilege, group therapy, and the importance of community. So about six weeks ago, I applied for an Amazon job because I wasn't really sure what was going to happen uh, with my teaching position and my paid leave. Um... So I applied and I was hired, but I couldn't get a start date because it's a, with the shifts, it's you go online and it's first come, first serve. So I couldn't really get any shifts at the Chicago location. Um, and I was kind of fine with that because I figured I was still going to get paid through the end of my contract anyways, you know, unless something crazy happened. Um, and I figured people were going to, you know, if they really needed the job to pay rent and stuff like that, then better for them to have the job than for me to have it. But, um, just last week, a, a shift came up, so I went ahead and picked it because, well, I'm, I'm going to be needing the money. I mean, I'm not going back to teaching. And so, because I'll, I, I'm going to be starting medical assisting, I'm studying for that. I'll start an internship whenever the lockdown is done with. I'm going to need the Amazon job um, to go along with the medical assisting because I'm going to have a, a, a decently sized pay cut, um, which I'm completely fine with because I don't want to teach anymore. And I'd rather go to work and, and not be completely stressed out about it. Um, <laughs> or, or, you know, or be, like, having PTSD flashbacks because some kid is, like, you know, freaking out or something. So, you know, I went ahead. I started last night. It was my first night. And so it's a small warehouse um, close to downtown. And basically it's just grocery shopping. Um, and who doesn't like grocery shopping? I, I, I've always liked grocery shopping, even as far back as when I was a kid. And, um, I think I'm going to like it pretty good and the pay isn't bad for that. A few summers ago I did Instacart, which was pretty much the same thing, except I had to use my own car, which really sucks. Ooh. Oh, that's just my phone. Okay. Which really sucks because, you know, I had to pay for gas. I had to sit in traffic and then, you know, I would go to the grocery store that they would request and there wouldn't be the item that they needed or something. Uh, but like here, it's like Amazon has it, their computer program has it all kind of like set up where you, it, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. So I'm pretty excited about it. As far as the COVID thing goes, I mean, they're putting as much of the safety stuff forward as they can. Can people stay six feet away from each other 100% of the time? Absolutely not. Um, but everyone's wearing, you know, the face masks. Everyone, you know, they have gloves that they can give you. Um, and the managers are going down the aisles, making sure that there's no more than a certain amount of people down each aisle at one time. So I, I think they're doing the best that they can do. And I mean, 
I don't feel unsafe. I'm just happy to be around people, you know, and have somewhere to go and have like a, a reason to exist every day besides just, um, oh my gosh, besides just, hold on a second. I need to stop that notification. It's driving me nuts. Okay. Anyways, I fixed that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just happy to be around people and to have a purpose for getting up and doing things. And I think this little, I mean, it's only part time, so I'll only be working like 16 to 20 hours a week, maybe. And so I think that that's a good start for me to start getting back into a routine, get back to some sort of normalcy. So when I do my externship, I'll be fine. And then I can, when I, you know, start working again, it won't be such a, you know, exhausting change from going from like zero to a hundred percent. It's just going to help me work up here and there. So yeah, good things, good things. I kind of feel a little, uh, you know, cause like the, 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 what's his name? The Bezos guy. Jeff Bezos, he's like a billionaire and, uh, you know, owns the Washington Post and Whole Foods and all of that. And I'm really against like trying to support the corporations. But I mean, they were they were the only people hiring, you know, and it's not a, like I don't think it's a hard job compared to what I've been doing. So um, I'm pretty excited about it. And yeah, I mean, Amazon's not going anywhere, so. So the last uh, podcast that I had, I talked about pandemic shaming. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit more kind of about that um, because people and their opinions are just out of control. Um, I feel like this is a rough time for most people. and. It's just turning people angry and nasty towards one another. Um, I don't really want to have anything to do with that. It's just, I mean, I had to take myself off of Facebook for a while. Um, I limit my time on Facebook now because people are still posting stuff about it, about their opinions of, you know, this and that and this and that. And they're very strong opinions. And that's fine that you have strong opinions. But like when we post something, um, we can we can only read or see like we're limited to those words or that picture. We have no idea what's going on, uh, like behind all of that. We don't know everyone's full story, and we don't know everyone's, you know, internal dialogue and their uh, meaning of life or whatever. So it's like all of the, this bashing and stuff is still going on. Um, and I'm, I'm just like really annoyed with it. Like, I really don't care about your opinion. Like, I don't care about anybody's opinion anymore. Like, I just don't care. Um, I don't care if you're a good person either or if you think you're a good person. Like, I really just don't give any squats about it. Um, like, that's where I'm at so far. I mean, we still have the people in Michigan protesting at their capital, um, comparing themselves to Rosa Parks, of all things, um, because they can't 
you know, I don't know, be hillbillies and do whatever hillbillies do. Um, and it's just like you, your rights being taken away is not anything that's compared to Rosa Parks, who was born um, into a world of like segregation, whose, you know, grandparents were probably slaves um, and had bla it was just blatant racism and discrimination and inequality her whole entire life and she was just one of the the few people that took a stand against it and stood up for her community and it really f made a change so when we have these like hillbilly white people screaming about you know whatever they're screaming about you know, like I, it's hard for me because there's things about it that I do agree with. I, I talked about on the last podcast that I feel like we do need to start reopening depending on what the numbers are in that state, in that community, um, and making sure that there are um, things in place to still help protect people while at the same time businesses can be open so that people can, um, you know, pay their rent and pay their bills and take care of their family and their livelihoods. So it's hard for me to agree with a bunch of people that are comparing themselves to Rosa Parks and looking like a bunch of dumbheads. <laughs> dumbheads. Um, I just don't want to like curse or anything, but they just look really, they look so stupid. Um, like a bunch of crybabies. And so it's like really hard for me to be on their side because I don't agree with that aspect of their opinion. It's like so far-fetched, you know? It's it's so extreme. If they were at the Capitol and they were talking about people's livelihoods and, and they were talking about people being able to pay their rent and it wasn't all about, like, you know, them, but, like, the whole entire community as a like a, a whole and they weren't you know having stupid trump shirts and hats on and the confederate flag which michigan was part of the union why are they waving a confederate flag around i just don't get it then you have you know people on the left or the more liberal people that are making the these people they're making comments about how evil these people are and they want to comment about privilege and um it i mean it's just a touchy subject with me in some ways i feel like pain is pain right so whatever if you're feeling pain like we can't just sit there and say oh my pain is worse than your pain because of this this and that and whatever um I mean, that, like, reminds me of back when my mom passed away and and my dad was, like, being who he is, very self-centered and narcissistic and talking about how much it hurt that she passed away because, you know, she was his soulmate or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, she was my mom. I came out of her body. <laughs> I have half of her, like, DNA. You can't, like, sit here and say that your pain, because she's your soulmate and was your wife or whatever, is, like, worse than my pain. Or because you're louder with your pain and you, like, are more 
expressive about it and cry openly about it, that you're feeling worse than I am. Um, it's just like, I, I, I feel like, yeah, pain is pain and we need to be less judgmental of each other. We can't be like, oh, well, you're more privileged than these people. And so, you know, you're, you shouldn't be complaining. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, their life has changed too. So I just feel like we need to have some more empathy for one another and to just be a little bit more forgiving in these times because we, again, don't know each other's story. Um, we're all into, we're, we're all in together on this. I, I started group therapy, a COVID-19 group therapy a couple of weeks ago. And, um, I may have talked about that on the last podcast. I don't remember, but I mean, it's two other people that are kind of young, myself, and there was a 70-year-old lady. Now, the 70-year-old lady did not come to the meeting last week. The first meeting, she was just very negative, and, and um, you could tell she was not happy for a lot of reasons. She felt like there was absolutely no hope or nothing to be excited about. It just seemed like she needed some personal therapy uh, for those issues. It, it sounds like that kind of like went beyond um, with COVID. Maybe that's why she didn't show up for the next week. Um, but, you know, the three of us seem to all have different lives and situations going on. Like one girl... Um, is trying to help take care of her 70-year-old father, um, but she can't, like, go and see him, and so that's, like, really painful for her, um, you know, because it's straining her, like, financially and emotionally and everything, and then we have someone, and oh, and she can't go and see her partner either, like, they're quarantined from each other, they hadn't seen each other in six weeks, um, and then we have another person who is um, a teacher, um, and she has, like, some OCD issues, and her partner uh, kind of just doesn't agree with, doesn't see uh, the safety, like, as much of an issue as she does, as far as, like, wearing masks and things like that. Um, and then there's me and I'm just like alone all the time too. I don't know what my deal is or, or whatever, but the thing is we have different situations going on, but it's really amazing because when we're sharing our feelings, we can relate to each other a lot. Uh, we all have the same pretty much feelings and, and mixed feelings too, like, you can feel two things at the same time. Like, you can feel like, oh, I really want to get out on with my life and make things normal. And then at the same time, you can feel like I really want everyone to be safe and I don't want the disease to be spread or the virus to be spread. Um, you can have those contradictory feelings. Like, I don't feel like it needs to be a black and white thing where you either have to oh, we have to do this only, or, oh, we have to do that only. Like, you can feel your feelings, and they're not wrong, okay? Your feelings and emotions are your feelings and emotions, and they're not wrong. So seeing people judge others online and in person, saying that people 
you know, like yelling at people and stuff. It's just like, just leave each other alone. You know, have some compassion for each other, man. Like people, y'all get on my nerves. I mean, <laughs> so today I was skating. Um, I'm, I'm going to go into like more of the importance of the community and like having empathy for each other and just finding some common ground. Um, for the roller derby league, we're doing this like skate the state thing. So we have these little teams of four or five and we have, uh, certain standards of it's to inspire movement basically. So, uh, you can either, you can walk up to five miles a day or run up to five miles a day and you can skate up to 10 miles a day. Um, and that's pretty cool because uh, if we all, we need some movement, right? But also it helps because we're doing it in little teams and it's, we can like inspire each other to move, you know, a healthy mind is a, or a healthy body is a healthy mind. And so that's been really cool. Um, it's been making me feel a lot better personally. So, I mean, there's that right there, just some common ground. Um, of being able to find a, a goal and a purpose with people and finding something you like and just setting forth and doing it. And it doesn't have to be this big, huge, uh, you know, deal. You know what I mean? Like it can just be something little and it can make like the biggest difference for you. Um, but today, um, I was trying to find some smooth street to skate along. I had been skating in the bike lane um, down through a not amazing neighborhood, but it's a bike lane that goes like really far. So you'll see it sometimes other cyclists go through there. Um, so I had been skating that, but I just didn't know how far I wanted to skate. I was like, I don't, I don't want to have to commit to skating a certain distance. Like when I'm tired, I just want to come home. Because, you know, I, I did some cycling yesterday, I did some core workout, and then I went to work for the first time in a while, and it was, like, really late when I got home, um, so I wasn't sure how much I had in me. But I found some smooth street, like, right in the neighborhood. So I was like, okay, cool, I'll just skate up and down this street, which is about a, a qu three quarters of a mile in distance, and so I just did that several times. And I, I went across this one busier street, and this guy just, like, opens his truck door and yells out, must be nice being on a vacation. And he, what else did he say? He was like, stay out of this neighborhood, you F and B, or you stupid B. And I'm like, okay, bye, and skated off. But, like, the way he talked to me, okay, well, first of all, I live in a, a very Mexican neighborhood. Okay. Um, it's, it's a neighborhood where they don't like outsiders. Um, actually the, the owner of the, um, management property that I rent from had tried to open a cafe in the neighborhood and the people in the neighborhood spray painted all over it. Like, get out of our neighborhood. We don't want you here because they're afraid of gentrification. Like, you know, th this is not like a, a prosperous neighborhood. About a quarter of the people are Mexican. Another quarter is, a you know, immigrants. 
And then, you know, we have other people that are also Mexican, but like Mexican American. Um, and then there's a small percentage of black and then an even smaller percentage of white people. Um, and I chose to move to this neighborhood because I wanted to be close to work and I needed to be where I felt like I was pretty safe. Um, and I needed to be close to public transportation because I don't have a car and I needed to be somewhere that I could afford to live. Um, and so that's why I'm living in this neighborhood. Um, and for the longest time, even when I lived in South Shore, which is predominantly, well, it's, you know, African American, I decided to change my blonde hair to a darker hair so I didn't, like, stand out so much. Um, and, you know, like, people with brown hair or darker hair could possibly be mixed or something, but it's, like, really obvious that I'm super white when my hair is blonde, okay? If, if you didn't know that I was white when I had brown hair or purple hair, like, it's really super obvious um, with my blonde hair flowing around everywhere. Um, but, like, okay, so we have that, first of all, with the the people wanting certain things going on in their neighborhood, and that's not going to change. Um, I'm very respectful. Like I know what, I know what neighborhoods I've gone into that I've moved into. And I try to be, you know, of course, respectful of the cultures that are there, you know? Um, but I mean, I can't change the fact that, um, my job has been on the South side of the city and I don't have a car and I can't afford, um, expensive rent and I don't want to live in a little studio um a little like you know and I don't I I can't live with other people like I just can't I can't have the roommate situation so I can't like I can't help all of that so this guy you know driving down his street or whatever sees this girl on roller skates just like skating down the street in the neighborhood and, like, something triggers him and, and sparks a fire inside of him. Uh, I don't know what he's thinking. He's like, who is this blonde girl skating in my neighborhood? And he decides to stop his truck and open the door and scream obscenities at me. I don't really know what's going on inside of him at that point. He definitely isn't thinking about what's going on with me because he assumed that I was on vacation and that maybe, uh, I don't know, I, I decided I wanted to skate through the neighborhood, that maybe he doesn't know that I live here. Maybe he doesn't care and he wants me to move out. I mean, I'm not moving out, so uh, too bad, so sad. But um, at first I felt like really mad and then I was just like, you know what, it's not even worth it. Like. Because he's probably struggling, having a hard time, and he's just an angry person that has nothing to do with me. Um, whether or not I have blonde hair and I'm skating through the neighborhood or, at all. But again, it's like people assuming things. Um, people assuming that I have the privilege of being on vacation. Now, first of all... If I were to be on vacation, I would not be 
skating through this neighborhood where there's trash on all of the street and there's rats in the alleyways. Like, um, sorry, if I were on vacation, I'd be somewhere else. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my God. Like that just makes me laugh so much. Um, but yeah, he didn't know that I went to work last night and I worked until midnight and then I got on the bus and it took me over an hour to get home. Like he doesn't know that he's not thinking about that. So what I want to ask you all out there listening to this is, you know, if someone is triggering an emotion in you, I want you to ask yourself, what could be this person's story? that I'm not aware of? Where is the common ground where we could meet somewhere that will take this radical emotion that I'm having towards them and just calm it down? You know, um, I think that's going to be so important for us to get through these times right now is to do that. Um, Cause I don't, I don't have, I'm not in any kind of mood to be mad. Like, it, I mean, the weather's turning nice. I mean, the new normal for me is to not get mad, <laughs> right? If we're going to have to say this is the new normal, then my new normal is I'm not going to get mad at every single little thing because it's not even worth it. And that's not how I want to live my life. So think about how you want to live your life and go with that. So I'm going to end this on some Buddhist quote that I found online. It says, judge nothing, you will be happy. Forgive everything, you will be happier. Love everything, you will be happiest. And on that note, see you later.